Welcome back to Prince of the Pod. This is your host, Sam Prince. And for today's episode, I'll be talking about eight things we learned in this 2020 MLB season. And we're going to start off with, first thing, the San Diego Padres can be future serious World Series contenders. They could have won the World Series this year if they didn't run into the Los Angeles Dodgers in the NL. And this team is a very young team with Fernando Tatis, Will Myers, Mike Clevenger, Manny Machado, Eric Hosmer. This team is only getting stronger and better. This team will be the team to beat in the NL for years to come, but could they beat the Dodgers in their division? That's the problem. Their division is the NL West. NL West is probably one of the best divisions in baseball or probably the best division in baseball. Okay, maybe not. It's one of the best, but they got the Dodgers who are the World Series champions and them who are a very good team, the Padres, the Giants who are an up-and-coming team who who, no one really thought they were going to be good this year, but, you know, they were a borderline playoff team. But with this new playoff format, they maybe couldn't make the playoffs next year. Now we got the Rockies who well, they started out very good, but then they started, you know, going down. But I feel like their pitching is getting much better. And Nolan Arenado, yes, he had a down year. Yes, it was a 60 game season. I think this man's gonna have a great season next year. But everyone's really sleeping on this whole NL West. As I said, you have the Dodgers, San Diego. San Francisco, the Rockies, and you know what team no one's really talking about that I did not mention? The Arizona Diamondbacks. Now, the Diamondbacks had a surprisingly really good season in 2019, but unfortunately for them, they did not make the playoffs. And yes, they had a down year, the Diamondbacks, but I can really see the Diamondbacks be a future playoff contender in years to come, meaning years to come, meaning in 2021 or 2022. They got a really good young team. And one of the real driving forces that they can really make the playoffs is because Cattell Marte, that man is just a beast. So really, the Padres are going to run into a lot of problems, but I really think they can overcome it and maybe even make a World Series or even win a World Series. Now, we're going to go to this second thing that we learned from this MLB season. Now, is that some rule changes are here to stay. The DH rule is probably going to be here to stay. Now the DH is in the AL, and now the DH is in the NL. I honestly don't get why they had pitchers hitting in the first place. You have the DH in one league, but you don't have any other. That's just weird. But another rule change is most likely here to stay is the extra inning rule, which this rule is very controversial. I, myself, personally really like this rule. At first, when I heard about this, I thought this was the dumbest to dumbest thing in the world. You're putting an extra a, a base runner on second base, the guy who got out at the last inning had the last out to just you you're on base and it's gonna make an unfair advantage. But at the same time, it also brings so much more excitement to the game, which I I personally really liked. Really liked it. And it came up with a lot of strategy and this what ticks me off the most. You have a team that can make the playoffs that are, that's under 500. That's just not fair. And then they can go on a playoff run. No, every team should be over 500 that makes the playoff. No, keep it the way it is. If you want to add, if you want to change up the wild card to make that a ser- series instead of a game, 
I'm all for that. I think that's okay. Occasion. I think that could be okay. Or maybe instead of that, you maybe make three wild card teams and have it be a, maybe like be the number two and number three wild card team have a plan and then play the one seed wild card team in the AL or NL, which whichever one they're in, they're not going to go. At the AL wild card team wouldn't just play the. NL wildcard team that doesn't work AL and NL only play in the playoffs when it's the World Series that just wouldn't work so is what could do as I said you have the number one AL team or a or or NL would play the number two or three wildcard team and the winner of two to three and a winner takes all game would play the number one AL team in a three-game series. I would be all for that. You know, I think if you want to expand the playoffs to that, but not to this extent what they did this year. This was just way too much. I mean, winning the division really didn't mean that much this year. You, If you came in second place in your division, you were just as good as the first-place team, in my opinion. Yes, it just was mind-boggling to me that winning the division didn't really give that much value to it. Winning the division should give a much more value as it did in past seasons to me. But another rule that they have to get rid of, have to, have to, have to. And I know this thing, what I just said in a couple minutes ago, is about things we learned this season. Yes, something that we learned this season, that seven-inning doubleheaders need to leave in the regular season and postseason. Now, I am fine with, personally, I am fine with the seven-inning for this season, just because it was a shortened season, they need to get more games in. But when they really need to get the seven innings, is the only time they want to play with seven innings is in the spring training or in a minor league game. Not in the pros, guys and girls. No, no, no. You're ruining baseball. Baseball is supposed to be a nine-inning game. A nine-inning game, if it goes to extra innings, it's supposed to be 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, et cetera, guys. You get it. Seven innings should just leave. It's not that hard. That was just a, not a smart decision at all. And something I think, a rule that I think that they should personally add is I think they should give the players more rest time between games. I think they should give uh, the players maybe one or two days off a week. Maybe just, well, just one. It would maybe help their, maybe help prevent injuries. And you would actually, by doing that, can expand the season. Yes, you still keep it 162 games. You maybe start a week or two early, which they've talked about that in the past, and a lot of players are for that, and some are against it. But I think that I personally think that would benefit some of the injuries that are happening. Just throwing that out there, guys and girls. And now, the third thing that we learned from this MLB season. Oh my gosh, guys. I feel so bad for Mike Trout. The best baseball player in the league, arguably a top five player ever, is stuck on the Los Angeles Angels. They can't support Mike Trout with anyone. They went and go ahead and signed Anthony Rendon. That didn't help the Angels. They signed Shohei Otani. That didn't help. The man hasn't been to the playoffs. Yes, he's been once or twice. But guys, and but guys, we need to see Mike Trout in the playoffs. The Angels cannot deliver it to Mike Trout. Mike Trout yet again had another MVP type season, and he very much could win his second MVP. But oh my gosh, 
Mike Trout needs to get out of Anaheim. Yes, he signed that massive, massive deal with the Angels, but it could be a very bad decision if he wants to eventually win a World Series. I honestly don't think the Angels will win a will win. I, I honestly just don't think Mike Trout will win a ring. I think he will be the greatest baseball player ever to never win a World Series. It's going to be the saddest thing for Mike Trout. It's just, I don't want to say pathetic, but like, uh, uh, you got to have sympathy for Angel fans who love Mike Trout, but their team has no pitching. They had no pitching. They just focus on hitting. They're like, oh, we're going to only have hitting. Our pitching is going to have just be magically wonderful. But guys, they traded away Timeless Sella at the trade deadline this year. And now that was their star second baseman. They're, if you're just talking about hitting for the Angels, they only really have Mike Trout and Rendon, who, yes, he can come back. I, re- I like Rendon a lot. But what's really – what as Joey Otani gets older – is he going to be a pitcher or a hitter? That's the question we need to answer ourselves. I don't know what they're going to do with Shohei Otani. Yes, Otani can be a very good pitcher and a very good hitter, but I just don't see them him doing both because he is getting up there in age. And now the fourth thing that we learned from this MLB season is that Pete Alonso has a lot to prove to us in 2021. And in the 2019 season, he had 53 home runs. And yes, in 2020, we had a 60-game season. He only had 16. But guys, I know that it was over 100 games less, to be exact, 102 games. But Pete Alonso did not look like the Pete Alonso that we saw in 2019, the guy who was going to – really, the guy who was going to, quote-unquote, break the home run record, but he didn't look like he was going to break the home record in, 29, in 2020. If 2020 is any indication that, really, 2019 could only just be a fluke. But he's got a lot to prove, as I said, to the world that he it did not fall on a star – that he – that. This slump is only for his sophomore year, that his third year in the MLB, he can take his game to the next level. And I don't know if next level is 60 home runs. That would be insane. But I think he wants to break his home run record personally at 53. This may rile a lot of people up right here. The MLB still lacks that superstar that the NBA has, the NFL has. It just, yes, Mike Trapp, surefire Hall of Famer. But who is really, who is really the eye-popping MLB player? Mike Trout, Fernando Tatis Jr., Ronald Acuna Jr., Aaron Judge, John Carlos Stanton, Jose Ramirez. Guys, who would be to the normal public, the non-MLB fan, that they can recognize, say, oh, yeah, that's Mike Trout. Oh, yeah, that's Fernando Tatis Jr. Oh, yeah, that's Aaron Judge. Oh, yeah. All those players I just named, nobody can do that. Guys, this is one of the reasons why the MLB could die, is dying. 
Baseball is dying because of this. They don't have a, a star that is eye-popping different. The NBA has LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler, Giannis Antetokounmpo. These are just so – I could name so many more for the M- NBA. Now, for the NFL, everyone knows who Patrick Mahomes is, Tom Brady, Aaron Donald, Saquon Barkley. It's just not good for the MLB. They need to really get a star who is going to be the unanimous best player in the league. Yes, Mike Trout is the unanimous best player in the league right now. But so the they need a star who is going to be, I don't say better than Mike Trout, which I don't know if we're going to see that in a long time, but who can really captivate the crowd and get the crowd engaged and get more and more fans. And now is another way that they can do this which they need to just get some type of home run derby game, like an NBA jam, maybe like a home run jam, like a mobile game or something that can really get more and more fans. Like the the NBA, their video game is NBA 2K. Everyone plays it. NFL, Madden. Now, even the NHL has a game everyone plays. Now, the problem with MLB, the show, is for a long time it was only on PlayStation. Guys, but... Not everyone has PlayStation. Some people have Nintendo Switch. Some people only play Xbox. That was a problem for them. Now, MLB is starting to get very smart here. They're really, actually, the MLB The Show is going to, MLB The Show is going to Xbox, but they need to really market this game now to really get more fans. Video games and get more fans. They need to start doing that. Look at the NBA, how they did it. Madden, they're getting more and more fans because of Madden. Video games get fans you normally don't have. Just putting this out there, guys. And now for numbers, now for number six, guys, Mookie Betts can do it in both leagues. He was a superstar with the Boston Red Sox. And now for some reason, you know, the Boston Red Sox didn't want to go over the luxury tax and, you know, pay that tax, you know, to have one of the best, a top five player in the MLB on their team. Instead, they trade. Mookie bets the Dodgers for basically Alex Verdugo and a prospect or two, which that is one of the most lopsided trades I've ever seen. Guys, Mookie Betts was the key piece that the Dodgers needed. The Dodgers kept on choking for 2016, 2015, 2014. I know I just went out of order. Dodgers kept on choking from 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. But you know who they didn't have? Mookie Betts. No, Mookie Betts does his first year in a Dodger uniform, wins them a World Series. Wins them a World Series. He's the key piece that they need. And now he has a ring in the NL on the AL. Guys, Mookie Betts can make the Dodgers a dynasty. He's just that damn key. Now we're going to go to num- the seventh thing we learned from this play MLB season, regular season, and really postseason. We're going to really be diving into the postseason in the last two here. Is that all the Clayton Kershaw haters can go to sleep? And guys and girls, Clayton Kershaw just pitched in the big moment and he finally got a ring. Everyone was saying, Oh, Clayton Kershaw, he's so overweighted. He's only good in the apps, I mean, only good in the regular season. He's absolute trash in the postseason. He can't pitch at all. But guys, all the haters could go to sleep because Clayton Kershaw is 
back. When I say back, he is pitching in the postseason. He pitched in the postseason like there was no tomorrow, guys. He got that ring. And now all those haters would say, oh, yeah, it was only one game. Kershaw's a choker. He won a ring. I don't really see these these haters being alive anymore. There is no more haters for Clayton Kershaw. Congratulations, Clayton Kershaw, for getting your first ring. And, and more importantly, taking out all those haters because nobody likes a hater in this world. And now, the last thing we learned this MLB season was that analytics ruined the game of baseball. And yes, a lot of people knew analytics ruined the game you of know, baseball. But I hope teams start to realize that you should just play the game the way it is. Now, one example that Analex truly ruined the game of baseball is that the, the Dodgers were losing one to nothing against the Tampa Bay Rays in game six of the World Series. But, you know, Kevin Cash decides to take out Blake Snell after 73 pitches and two hits allowed through six innings. There was in the top of the sixth. He was unstoppable. When I saw Kevin Cash take him out, this man, I was like, this man has to be crazy. Crazy, I said. And yes, they wanted to build their bullpen because analytics told them that Blake Snell would not do good. And analytics also told him that the bullpen would have been in the game. If Blake Snell is having a good game, let them ha- let him have a good game. Let him finish out the inning. That's the reason why the Dodgers won the World Series. It was eight things we learned from this MLB season. And I and thank you for listening to this episode of Prince in the Pod. And have a great day, everyone. This is your host, Sam Prince. <laughs> <laughs>